We are back again with episode six. I'm your host, Alice Black, and today we are stuck in a lift with a West Ham supporter and a huge coffee lover. She's been in the industry for over 20 years. She's full of knowledge and experiences. It's the one and only Kerry Willis. Doors closing. Thirteenth floor. Stuck in a lift, HQ. Kerry, hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Enjoying the heat. Enjoying the summer. No. No, don't do heat. Don't <laughs> it's do too heat. hot. Can't wait for the autumn. Yeah, it's been too hot. Autumn's coming. Love it. Okay, so hit me. And uh, we're going to start off with what did you want to do when you left school? Um. A policewoman or a vet? I wanted to be a policewoman or a vet. Don't know very different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, policewoman, I think it was the fault of uh, being a female in a male-dominated um, career. But um, I'm going to answer you very quickly. The reason I didn't become either, um, one, my granddad told me I could get shot um, okay. if I was a policewoman. And um, I watched a horrible, horrible uh, documentary on um, RSPCA. Um, and it was a woman's first day on the job. And she had to literally pick up 12 puppies in a row and um, put them to sleep. They didn't have their eyes open yet. And I thought, nah, no, it's it's mm-hmm. not stroking. It's not caring for animals. It is, yeah, it's animals that are sick. So... And um, I'm all right with my own blood. I'm not good with anyone else's. So, yeah, it was just when I was a kid. That's what I wanted to do. Place a woman or a vet. Nice. And I didn't either. No, neither. I mean, I'd be an emotional wreck if I was a vet. Not going to lie. I I mean, I cry when hamsters die. So, yeah, I'd be shocking. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah no I must admit, during the Gulf War as well, I nearly enrolled into the army. Oh, okay. Mm. In what division? just going to help out they were called in they were called they needed yeah. people to, to join up so yeah um my boyfriend talked me out of that one and you ended up with lifts how exciting yes so it you, is exciting it is we all love lifts we yeah do. I don't go anywhere without taking a photo of a lift yeah I'm very ready getting them sometimes <laughs> um okay so did you take further studies if so, what when, courses did you do? Yeah, now when I was at school, um, loved art, absolutely love art. Um, still pretty handy with art. Uh, I've done a mural on my granddaughter's uh, nursery wall, which I'm quite proud of. Um, so I did A-level art. I did that off my own back outside of school. But um, I was actually a drafts person, um, old school, before computers come in and CAD drawings and everything. I was um, freehand. Uh, the old drawing board and ink pens and uh, you used to use a scalpel to erase your mistakes. So, um, yeah, for that, I had to um, attend college and I had to do A-level physics, chemistry, maths and um, architectural design and history. And I got my first um, certificate in construction. So, yeah, that was that was brilliant. I really enjoyed those times. And plus, I think it was about 19... 88 89 so um it was I was about to say how old was you then when you was taking those BTECs yeah I was um 17 18 
So yeah, loved it. Really did enjoy that. Um, but unfortunately, um, the building recession came in in the late eighties, early nineties, and um, a lot of people were laid off. And it was I was actually um, living on my own in a flat at that time, and I needed a job quick. And I thought, what can I do? What's easy? So I went and worked in an office, which I always swore I'd never do. So I got into admin. What age was your first job? And what was my it? My first job, um, I was about 13. Um, and there was a, um, a local corner shop. It was like a off-license. It was up until 10 o'clock at night. And I got myself three nights um, a week in there. I used to finish school, go home, have the tea. Um, walk down to there, it's a couple of miles away. And um, yeah, I used to work in there till 10 o'clock at night. And I used to do all day Saturdays. So um, while my friends were out playing on swings and swimming in the local um, lake, I um, I was working. Uh, I managed to buy myself a car, um, my first car at the age of 15. Oh, this will age me, Ford um, Escort Mark II. Um, yeah. They're, they're worth, if you've got one of those in mint condition, they're worth something now. But, um, yeah, I've always been about um, working, I suppose. And then, yeah. What, um, time, uh, what age did you go into full-time work? Uh, right. So I was going to go to um, art college, um, but that meant living away from home, which I didn't want to do. Um, so I got a job. It was actually the old YTS scheme. Um don't know if you know about that back in the day. I think it was sort of like it was £27 a week. Um, that okay. was your wages. Um, and you sort of, you had uh, one day a week being taught and learning. And that was in the retail. Um, I was a window dresser for the Burton Group. Um, in fact, my work experience at school, I worked at Top Man um, and Top Shop in Oxford Street. Um, so, yeah, I loved window dressing, I suppose, the art side of me. Um, so, yeah, I was 17, oldest in my year. So, yeah, uh, I was 17. Did you have set rules with who, like, what you had to dress? Uh, like, what did you have to put on the mannequins? I bet you had right <laughs> fun with that. I'd have a, I'd mess it up one day. I'd have to dress one wrong. Yeah, my favourite place to work, I worked at um, uh, Debenhams in Bromley, Bromley South, and... Um, yeah, they used to have mess about with the guys in the loading bay there, and that actually they had like an old wooden travelator there. Um, I remember that, and the guys used to throw us on it, and we used to literally they'd be standing at the bottom waiting for us to slide back down. Um, which is, I mean, knowing what I know now in the lift industry, there's no way I would have got on it. But um, yeah. we had some great times there, messing about with the mannequins, and yeah, I used to I used to be sort of like um twenty foot up a ladder. Because um, of the high ceilings in there, hanging signage and that, there's no health and safety. You know, you weren't harnessed to anything. And um, yeah, when you I think about changed. it, yeah, yeah, you literally used to get on a step ladder and literally lock in with your knees. That's all you had holding you on because you needed both hands. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, it was a great job. I loved that. I did love that. I walked past a shop window the other day. Uh, all the mannequins were in the front, and then there was a squirrel. <laughs> the squirrel had managed to get itself in the front of the shop window and it was just standing there with the mannequins. I was amazed. I was like, it's Fantastic. posing. I had to take a picture, of course. But yeah, yeah the there you go. It was hanging out with the mannequins. 
It wasn't dressed. Yeah. It was a naked squirrel, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was it was a great experience. Met a lot of famous people through it. Um, you know, like there was musicians, that, especially up in Oxford Street. They used to have a radio station in there, you know, and uh, yeah, met some met some famous people. So tell yeah. me how your lift career began. Um, so how did you get to where you are today? All right, a lift career. So I just finished working. Um, I was temping. My daughter was, my eldest daughter, she was about two years old. So it was probably about 22 years ago. Um I thought I'm just going to go temp because um, a single mum just uh, needed a job um, and temp suited me obviously around the school school time. Um, but there was, um, it was a recruitment agency and just said there was somewhere local in Crayford and that turned out to be um, Stanner National Contracts Department were based there along with the stairlifts. They had the stairlift branch there. Um, and yeah, I, I, I went down there um yeah first day uh walking across the car park lovely the engineers were obviously all loading up their vans getting ready to go out and uh someone shouted out across the car park at me um i won't say what he said but it was uh, a sexual act he wanted me to perform on him so i thought oh here we go here we go into? <laughs> what have i walked into here but how did you react i laughed i just yeah. laughed and shook my head as a no, a big fat no to him. Um, yeah, I think it's just that that male mentality sometimes, you know, they, they get in a pack and um, that was it. Got to make a comment. So in oh, your lift career, um, yeah. from start to now, what has been your most successful moment? I started um, at one of my old companies, um, I started off in modernization sales um, and uh, there was a guy who was new install sales who was, yeah, just an absolute genius. He's, he's fantastic. And um, we had a tender, so we had new install. We had a re refurb of the same lift. So he did the new install, I did the refurb. And we both got invited to a post-tender meeting. So we both got through to the next round, so to speak. And we literally, for the same company, had to go in and we were literally pitted up against each other. And I'd only been there, I think, a couple of weeks and I was just so nervous and I'd done a presentation and, and whatever. And I won the job over him, who had so much more experience than me. And I remember coming out and he said, you're not bad, are you? I said, no, I'm not, thank you. You know, and we had, we had a laugh and I won the job. I won the refurb and the refurb, I think was about 20, 30K more than his new install. So, um, yeah, that was quite a proud moment. What was the what was the tipping point then? How did you, how did you win it? What was the difference between the two? What were they looking for? Me. <laughs> Kerry Willis. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, it just, yes, I suppose it was me. It was my presentation and, um, you know, he, he was good. Don't get me wrong. He was, he's blooming brilliant. He uh, still is. But... Yeah, I think it's all down. It's down to relationships. Sales is down to relationship, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, it can't all be full of successful moments. So, what has been your hardest point of your career? Any low moments? Um, lows are probably making the wrong um, choice of companies to work for, um, and also 
um well we might as well get it out there um you know it's a it's a it's a male predominant industry um and it's just sometimes you come up against gentlemen that are you know they can be quite condescending uh, ignore you don't recognize you as 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 an equal or don't want to hear what you what you say you know that that can that can get quite tough especially when it's constant but i, I find that that's um dare i say it the the older dinosaurs in the lift industry you know um mm. things have changed things have changed so much even just in the 20 odd years that i've been in the industry it's uh it's a lot easier for women now um i think it's the person rather than the industry itself you know i mean look at women's football versus men's football mm -hmm. you know I used, to, I used to watch women's football i love football and i used to cringe because it wasn't of that quality but but look at us now um and i think it's the same in the lift industry and i you know i chose this career um and you have it's 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 fast paced it's tough and you've got to keep up with the men and um yeah, I think it's just that recognition, that recognition. You know, I've had someone, I've put my hand out to them and they haven't shook my hand back, haven't even looked me in the eye. Um, that's tough, that's tough. You know, and sometimes I get asked, you know, if, if I ring up, if I get a tender in, um, I get asked, who, who am I sending to survey the lift? And I say, me, I'm coming, you know. That's, that, that's the low side of it. That is the low side of it. How do you overcome these comments and challenges on a day to day? It's it, as I said, it's the person. It's it's not it's not just the lift industry. I think it's anywhere in life. So do you know, I ignore, I ignore it. Okay. Um, if someone uh, cracks a joke about me or or puts me down or says something, best way blank them. Don't 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 give them the time. It's not it's it's not deserved. It just just I, I ignore it. I ignore it okay. and I carry on, and I make sure. I do a good job yeah I mean that's great advice I think as long as you can ignore it and still not let it affect you um then I think yeah it seems to be someone else's issue not yours yeah I mean don't get me wrong there's times that you, you know you can get upset you walk away and you think oh why that why have they just spoken to me like that or you know why didn't they listen to me or you just move on Alice you know you just move on you don't yeah. don't question it just move on it's it's them it's not you, it's them. Yeah, 100%. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Stuck in a Lift, brought to you by Blacks Productions, is sponsored by VM Elevators Limited. VM Elevators is a premium and independent lift and escalator services provider, covering call-outs, routine maintenance, modernisation, design and installation across all business sectors. Their friendly and reliable engineers are always ready to help and are located throughout the UK nationwide. So whether you are looking to upgrade your existing lift or escalator, seeking innovative solutions for a new construction project, or requiring a reliable maintenance service provider, choose VM Elevators to be your trusted partner. Elevate your business and call VM Elevators for free today on 0800 448 8615 or submit a free quotation request form and find out more via www.vmelevators.com. VM Elevators, where vertical mobility meets unparalleled excellence. Follow on social at VM Elevators, hashtag WeAreVM Elevators.
Okay, let's bring in some high moments before we move on to the next part. Things that you enjoy about the lift industry. I enjoy it. Well, I've always had my job stills and heels. You know, one minute I'm in the steel toe caps out on site. I love clambering around on lifts in motor rooms and, and whatever and surveying and being out with the engineers. You know, that the, I've got to say it, hats off to the engineers. It is a tough job. It is a tough job. You know, I, I I couldn't do, I could not be, you know, there's there's people, there's women in the lift industry who could definitely be an engineer. I, I couldn't, I couldn't. One, I'm too old now. Back in the day, maybe I could, but one, I'm too old now. Um, it's, it's, it is a tough job. It's demanding on them. Um, but yeah, and, and then, then the next minute I'm in heels in a meeting, you know, doing my presentations and everything. Um what do I love about it? Just getting support and having a great team. You know, where I'm working at the moment, I'm at Aspect Lifts. They're they're a really, really good team in there. And it's a mixture. It's 50-50. You know, it's it's half women, half men. And I can I can quite honestly say that. And they support each other. Um, working with people that support you. And I've had um at, at, you know, other lift companies and that. I've had some of the lift greats um, encourage me and support me, and and they are the older lot as well. Sorry to age you, but you've got Gary Price, Mark Jones, um, Stuart Goins at, at, at Temple, and Lee Wide Brow, where I work now, and it's John Sproul. Just having that backing, it's um, it's really good. That that banter, that camaraderie, it's just yeah, it's I love it. I absolutely love it. So your job title is sales team manager. Is that right? That's correct, yes. So if someone was to apply for this role, I know that you said that you're part out on site and part not. Is that normal for this job role or is that something that you've kind of asked to do as extra and learn it as you go? So that in, in, in the lift industry, you get um, what you call like the service repairs that, you know, one engineer can do on his route. You know, if it's a push button needs replacing, he could do that. So that's what I would call maintenance repairs. You get um, uh, small repairs, you know, like two-man team. If it needs, uh, if a lift needs a re-rope or whatever, um, then you get the modernisations and, and the new installs. So I call them the large repairs. So for the large repairs, yeah, you need to you need to be out on site, um, go out and survey. Um, you you know you would need um, a technical background or, or you know at least know how to. Uh, look around a lift for the smaller repairs and maintenance repairs I've got a great girl working for me at the moment she came over for me from maintenance admin um, and she's selling off the back of what we call desk sales she's an estimator and um, she'll look at a Lola report that's come over it needs a rubber mat a notice you know stuff like that stuff that we uh, don't need any more information for she's absolutely smashed it she's just you know she's just gets those quotes out so the clients they know they need them to be compliant and she gets the orders back in but for the small small repairs you, you are relying on um, the field basically you're relying on the information from the engineers um, and I'm very lucky where I am at the moment um, it has improved a, a tenfold since I've been there you know the photos and with the with their apps and everything that the information that's fed back from from site um, to quote so it all depends what type of sales you want to go down. And then um, I can't forget it, um, you've got contract sales as well. So you need someone that's got that customer relationship or, you know, knows consultants. So you 
there's different there's different departments in sales in the lift industry um but it most definitely helps to know your way around the lift 100% and I'd always advise anyone that's getting into the lift industry you know spend a couple of days out there with an engineer have a look Do around the lifts and and you know and get to see their challenges that they face every day so what does your week look like I, I I'm guessing it's very very different from day to day but what are your main tasks throughout the week um show up <laughs> is one of them um <laughs> yeah um so keep an eye on all the tenders we got obviously um tenders is for our larger repairs um keep an eye on all the portals for that uh distribute out who i think um you know is best suited to to complete the tender uh we have regular sales meetings um we have um uh once a week uh where we all get together um we're discussing any lifts isolated um, on a Monday, that's our main thing, really, for our reactive salesperson. Um, lifts isolated over the weekend. Um, we we'll go through, you know, everything that's needed there. Um, it it changes really. It just every day. One minute I'll be doing a tender, next minute I'll be quoting a rubber mat. You know, uh, be looking at a, a a service contract tender. It's it's different every day, every day. You can't you can't you you can plan, but um, you just keep you. You just firefighting all the time. You just, yeah. You go to whatever's needed. So someone would be great for the role if they're looking to be kind of challenged every day and not looking for that normal routine. Yeah, it's not a plot. No, it's no. yeah, definitely. You've 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 got to be on the go. You've got to want to put the hours in. Um, you know, I I put some hours in for free, um, because I know it's going to help the company and. You know, you, you do that, that's part of the role. But, you know, you just, just sit there and plod along. Definitely not. Not in the lift industry and not in sales. No. So what advice would you give to your younger self or any young adult joining us in the lift industry? Um, just, as I said earlier, you know, don't, don't, don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. Keep going. Um, definitely you've got to step outside of your comfort zone. Um, I hated um, drama at school, um, role play. You know, I've been on so many sales courses, Alice, it's unreal. Um, and the role play part of it, I'd uh, I'd fake a headache. Um, I just didn't want to get involved in it. Um, <laughs> Did you just say you fake a headache? Yeah. Yeah. One, <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Once I said that, yeah, I had a terrible migraine coming and I, I couldn't do the role play part of the course. No, I just every time. Yeah, yeah, every time. And then and then someone just said to me, "You've got to do this. Do it once and just get over it. And just attempt it one time. It's not as bad as you think. And then move on. And uh, yeah, I've never looked back. I can talk as you can hear. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog's barking. <laughs> um. I love that. I mean, I studied, the, I was in theatre college for years as a kid and I hated role play too. Um, but I never used the headache to get out of it. I was just crap at it. So I was just yeah. like, yeah, no one chose me to do it because I was that crap. And I quite liked being crap in that class. Acting your way through kind of customer service and like, oh, 
pretend someone's coming up to the till and I'm like no just not gonna do it <laughs> it's um, cringy it's cringy but oh, it's when you cringy. get down to it when you when you get in front of a client or a consultant or you know um I don't know like a, a, a lift technician just listen learn just get their knowledge just just suck it all up like a sponge you know there's so many amazing people in the lift industry who are you know, you can just learn from. You just got to put in that time, listen, yeah. and just be prepared to keep going. Don't give up. Do not give up because it's a great industry. What's been your main goal since your career began? Do you know, seeing other people succeed, having a great team, working with a great team, you know, encouraging that. people, giving other people support. You know, as I said, the, the young lady I've got working uh, with me at the moment, um, I could see in her last role she was uh, a little bit bored. Mm. And I said to her, come, come and do some sales for me. No, 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 I can't do that. Yes, you can. You know, and she's she's she hasn't looked back. And she's she's got the support of... Um, everyone in there and as I said the figures and her, she's improving she's not just doing standard items now you know I'm teaching her I've got another guy in sales who's, who's teaching her you know other stuff outside of standard items and yeah just encourage other people just be their support you know what what yeah. you wanted when you were younger just help them people move on in their career and um, you know what work you put in you get back and just just push them to to get what they want. I think every every office needs one of you in it. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I reckon. I'd run out of coffee. <laughs> How do you drink your coffee? Psycho black, as I've been told before. Yeah, only psychos black. drink black. Yes, yeah, someone said to me once, only psychos drink black coffee. I was like, well, I'm a psycho. Oh, I must then be okay. a psycho too. <laughs> yeah, no, I love, yeah, strong black coffee, love it. Any sugar? No, just no sugar. No, 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 no sugar. No, no. no, I'm the same. No. Yeah, I've got about three coffee machines at home, I think. Yeah. We'll do the same kind of coffee just in case you run out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one on standby. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I actually used to have one right next to uh, next to my bed. I used to have one on my bedside table. Well, now that's really nice. Stop lazy, it! But... No, you didn't. But instead of it's bedside you, table, you were about in lamps. the seventies. There used to be something called a tea's made, and it used to have a little little dial clock on it, and you could set it to make you a cup of tea in the morning. So it's just, yeah, same as that. I haven't got to get out of bed over the weekend. Just that's brilliant. I think I need one of these. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so along your journey, I bet you've seen some very unexpected things, um, but we would love to hear as many as you want to share. Uh, so any unexpected things along your journey? Um, I suppose early on I learned that there's not cold coffee, talking of coffee, um, in the cups left in machine rooms. Um, I used to see all like Costa coffee cups about and I used to think, oh, they're lazy not putting them in the bin. Um, yeah, I won't say what's in them. I will move on swiftly on from that. Um. <laughs> Okay. I've seen, no, yeah, yeah, no comment. Um, also, um, guy that got me into sales uh, was a 
guy called Steve White. Um, he, my first access to the car top, he stepped on, offered his hand out for me to hold his hand, and I didn't want to hold his hand, so I, go, I grabbed uh, the guides. Um, yeah, ended up with all black hole all down me, so I learned not never to do that again. Um, okay. Note to listeners, in case you didn't know, you do know now, do not do that. Yeah, um, we had um, a very disabled person um, who had a mobility scooter, uh, a trapping in a platform lift. And um, the client was ringing us up saying, you know, you, you've got to come here. He's, he needs to get out. He needs to get out. And this um, very disabled person managed to climb up and out of the platform lift. Um, when we our engineer turned up, there was just the, the scooter left there. I don't know how he managed that. Um, mm-hmm. Unexpected, if is sorry to say it, if there's anyone listening out there, but a lowly inspector didn't copy and paste his last report. Um, people know, they will know on that one. Um, I've, I've, I've actually been on a, on a, a joint tender survey once and um, there was pure signs of asbestos. In fact, there was... Um, signs all around saying that asbestos was present and it was really hot and you could see it literally floating in the air and I, I you know I refused to continue with the survey and all these salesmen just trotted on after the consultant and did the survey um that you don't right to refuse to go in there absolutely um unexpected stuff I mean that's a lot I've heard lots of stories, but I'm not going to repeat them on here. But yeah, um, it's a different time now, you know, in the lift industry. You know, your health and safety, and um, and all all your standards and everything. It's a different time. But if you if you get to speak to the people that have, have been in the lift industry for many many years, they could, uh, yeah, they can tell a tale. It's it's brilliant stuff. Have you ever walked into a lift and seen? something it's normally sound it's normally sound um if i'm out with the kids you know uh, well they're not kids but if i'm out with my children or if i get in a lift with my mum or whatever and i'll get in it and i don't like the sound of it going up i'll use the stairs on the way back you know yeah, a lot of people <laughs> use the stairs prefer the stairs <laughs> yeah yeah well my mum's 80 so um she, she likes to get in a lift but um understandable she- yeah She'll even get in the lift on the way back down. I'll just choose not to. I've, I've got my release key on my car keys just in case it does. Uh, <laughs> does Carry stop. to the rescue. Yeah, I can get her out, you know, if it does break down. <laughs> Brilliant. So we end our podcast um, with a traditional question. Um, and we would love to know who you'd love to be stuck in a lift with. Gosh. A famous I'm, person. Famous person, right? Okay. Uh male or female. I'm gonna have to I'll have to go with a couple really. Okay. Um, Hit me. Those that those that know me really well got a massive crush on uh, Dave Grohl. Um he was in Nirvana, now he's uh lead singer of the Foo Fighters. I'd love okay. to be yeah. Okay. I'd love to hear about his times back in the day, like yeah, with Nirvana and all that. Yeah. He's one of my idols. Love okay. his music. Got his book. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's literally is quite a good storyteller. So that'd be interesting. I'm reading um, the notes here, and it says if he was alive, 
but that's the next one I do. Oh, that's the next. That's Sean Locke. Sean Locke, the comedian, God rest him. Yeah, um, just he's just such a hilarious comedian. I just love his sense of humor. Um, and if you're stuck in a lift, it could be for quite a long time. Um, so yeah, I'd like someone in there that's going to make me laugh. So that'd be him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, female. Um, again, someone to make me laugh. Um, and I think a very successful person. Uh, entrepreneur would be Bethany Frankel. Not a lot of people would have heard of her. She's American. Um, but her personality is pretty similar to mine. And I know that um, we'd have a giggle. She's never given up. She's kept on pushing on through. She had quite a, a tough upbringing and uh, she overcame that. So I'd like to, you know, actually be stuck in a lift to able to have a conversation with her. I think if I passed her in New York, she uh, she's one of those people. She probably wouldn't stop if you wanted to talk to her, but get her right. in a lift. Yeah. Be interesting. And then oh, so that stick is, is that uh, lift is super stuck. <laughs> yes, absolutely. A few hours. And then the last one would be, I think, um, as long as she knew what a lift was. Um, yeah. Elizabeth the first. Oh, um, yeah. I love Tudor time. And I love the Elizabethan age and yeah, um, I've got books and watched the films and all stuff like that. Yeah, no, Elizabeth the first. My um, my daughter's got Elizabeth as her first name after her. Um, yeah, what a great what a great role model for women. Kerry, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. You are full of stories, and I just love listening to you. Well, thanks for the invite. Uh, really enjoyed it, and. Uh, Carry on, carry on promoting the lift industry. Just wanted to give a big shout out to um, some women who've inspired me in the lift industry. And um, that's the Richard sisters um, at my time, Stanner, um, and Sue Hergis there, Kerry Kitchen, who's uh, doing a fantastic job, and um, Rachel Clayden, um, Julie Black, and of course yourself. Um, let's keep the women going in the industry. Oh, that's great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Listeners, if you are out there and wanting to join us for a chat and stuck in a lift, all you need to do is give us a message on LinkedIn under Blacks Productions. And if you enjoyed our podcast today, we ask if you can share the love and hit subscribe. We would much appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in and have a great day.